This is the Fade You Podcast. Tonight is Sunday, August 23rd. We are here for your weekend recap. My name is Matthew James, joined tonight by, he's still in Arizona. He's sweating his balls off. He's Kmart. Yeah, it's pretty hot over here. Haven't really moved uh, in a while. Got a headache because I don't have any any vitamin D in me. So uh, looking forward to getting back to SoCal and getting back on the pickleball courts. It sounds like you need some raw milk, big boy. Oh, I got <laughs> And who else is here with us? He is our chief sanitation officer. He is malleable. He is Chris Duke. Oh, man, I don't know if you want to come back to SoCal, Kmart, because I am sweating my balls off right now as we speak. There's some crazy humid spell hitting us, and I don't like it, man. Well, it's because there's a hurricane coming up from um, Mexico, so we got the uh, we got the waters at a at a nice warm seventy three degrees on the coast. We're gonna be picking up some swells, so fuck yeah, let's hit the beach. <laughs> you a weatherman now? Yeah, <laughs> the hurricanes are I, gone. It's I love the beach, the man. Okay, it's all it's all about hitting up some nice swells. He has many talents, folks. Many, <laughs> wink, wink. I don't know a lot, but I know a lot about a little. <laughs> Speaking of talents, how about uh, let's talk about some hilarious buzzer beater threes in two NBA games to backdoor the spread for the dogs. Chris, we have talked about how chalk has ruled the day in the NBA and two dogs get there on last second, completely meaningless bullshit threes. Uh, Joel Embiid <laughs> to wow. end the Sixers season with a meaningless three at the buzzer mm-hmm. to cover. And then our boy, uh, Jamal Murray tonight for our chicken nuggets. How about that? Amazing. Uh, wow. Embiid, I didn't even see that. I saw that they covered. I didn't see that it was Embiid drilling a 30-foot or something. He probably hasn't done since uh, maybe like last November or something like that. But Wow. And then, yeah, that's incredible. We, we know Den was on the, the jazz. He's loving it. He's riding high season winning two and a blowout games in a row. And then he's just got to be beside himself seeing that garbage, but you know, that's what happens. He was lucky that uh, I think he was on the Raptors first half and he was lucky that they got garbage fouled there with one second left and he half point tickled us. So, you know, ball bounces both ways sometimes. Kmart, that is what gamblers say. They say those even out in the long term. But if you're one of the squares that just kept hammering favorites because they were cashing like no other, you got to be just absolutely beside yourself to lose two of them. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all been on those on those buzzer beaters on both sides before. I mean, like you said, they they even out. But I mean, going back to my points this morning, I mean. <laughs> That's kind of why I just didn't want much action in these games, especially with Philly. I mean, I know I said I leaned with Boston in the cover, but, I mean, that's also why I didn't play it because there's just too many variables. I mean, it looked like Philly packed it in, and then out of nowhere they had some uh, last desperation hope to, uh, you know, stay in the bubble for two more days, but, you know, just wasn't quite enough at the end. Brooklyn gets waxed, um, you know, so we love taking the double-digit dogs, but I kind of knew that was that was kind of dog shit there. Um, you know, I wish I had more info on Luca because I would have loved to have taken that inflated line 
as we like to look for that value. So I'm, I'm happy we kind of jumped on Denver. Um, we got lucky on that one. So with all the unluck, uh, unluckiness we've had on the past couple of days, uh, taking dogs, you know, it was kind of nice to, uh, to get that one. Um, even though it was very, very lucky. Chris, there was one more buzzer beater three in the NBA today, and it was Luka Doncic with his beautiful cock drilling a three <laughs> to upset the Clippers in overtime. Did you catch that? Unbelievable. I saw it. I got an alert, obviously, on uh, from your ESPN app or something, seeing that, and everybody's texting me. I think I was with uh, my lady at lunch or something. I get a text, Luka this, Luka that. I said, man, he must have done something amazing again so yeah they you know they were going to cover regardless you know down one so it's going to be a game winner or a game loser and uh but he gives them the money line anybody who had money line clips got fucked and anybody who had money line maths is just loving it so that's awesome good to see a young guy like that youngest guy i think in playoff history to do a triple double like that amazing and it just it, it's cool that the sports are back and the bubble is fiery as all hell you know, dogs are winning and uh, Mavs, a seven seed, go ahead and uh, what is it? Is it 2-2? Two, two? They just tie the series up now? Nice yep. to see. Kmart, you and I were talking. I don't know what it is about the Clippers. I mean, you obviously love watching Kawhi, but uh, how about playoff Paul George? What a bust. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, referring to him earlier as the NBA version of Alex Rodriguez. Just – can't quite seem to get that uh get that late inning uh hit or that uh late quarter bucket i mean yesterday just he needed a layup just to get his third hoop but he had missed i don't know 10 in a row he's just i mean even in a bubble i mean no fans i don't know what's going on with this guy i mean he he does well in the olympics but nba playoffs i mean might as well go to your bench because this guy it's not even really locking up. I mean, this this team, they're in trouble. Um, I mean, Luka just beat them on one leg. Without Porzingis. It's playing out of his fucking mind. Seth Curry looks like, like he's just um, <laughs> channeling his uh, his older brother. It's just nuts. Another fake <laughs> narrative, Matt. No, no Porzingis. Hammer, so, uh, yeah. hammer Clippers. Not. Yeah. Well, they – I think it was Mark Jackson talking about on the broadcast that, yeah, they are missing guys, but the rest of the guys on the – they're all still professional basketball players. Like, guys can step up and have a day, and you don't need it to happen consistently. But in this one time, it can happen. And Kmart, I mean, I know there's a lot of people that want a Lakers-Clippers Western Conference final, but I watch the Clippers, and it's just Kawhi being epic and – then just a bunch of guys that haven't played together very much. And I don't really enjoy watching them. And on the other hand, you got the Mavs and Luca is just, we love that Luca cock and he's beautiful to watch. It's, <laughs> yeah. more, it's more fun watching the Mavericks. Yeah. I mean, if, if you look at the Clippers starting five today with Leonard George, I mean, obviously that's, that's an awesome, you know, first two, even with George going three of 14 again today, nine points. Um, just can't seem, can't seem to buy a bucket. But, I mean, to round that out, you got Marcus Morris Sr., Zubots, who uh, they traded from the Lakers, Shamit, you know, who who's good in his own right. But, I mean, it, like you said, 
it's like they just threw this team together. I mean, this team has a lot of depth, but I don't, I don't understand their cohesiveness, their team defense. I mean, it's it's not the same of is what it was. I mean, this team is in trouble because Dallas is. It kind of reminds me of the Dallas team that won it all when they just waxed the Lakers, just shooting three after three, and little JJ Barea somehow is still on this fucking team. And I don't know, they're just channeling channeling the uh, Dallas team of what ten years ago. And it's I mean, it's kind of fun to watch. I mean. I loved watching Tim Hardaway's dad. Um, so this is, this is just, this is kind of fun. Yeah. What did, what did Montrez Harrell bitch ass white boy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just. Chris, wear Kyle, wear that, wear a bitch ass white boy t-shirt next time we go play dickle ball. Oh, for sure. I mean, how much ice cream and, and, and cry. It would be perfect for me to wear. Oh God. Chris, Dennis absolutely <laughs> unleashed on plays today. He was – he just really wanted action. I think he had 11 plays. There was one game where the Utah-Denver game, he he bet it five ways. The Brooklyn-Toronto game, he had three plays, and then he had a second-half play to chase. How excited do you get these days when Dennis just is all in? Yeah, I was hoping he'd uh, – well, he obviously – completely miss that under which is we always say I mean you're happy either way what Dent takes if it's an over it's a square if he's an under it's like holy shit run for the hills why is he on an under something smells weird so and that thing flew over more than a fucking balloon and shit today so that was off but then we were hoping we could just get that under in the jazz game and give him an 0-5 to end the day he ends up being way off the mark on the the jazz and going zero and three, but then hitting is over. So two and three to finish, but you know, yeah, you, you hope he, you know, he caught a few and that's, you know, Dens are going to do that, but uh, you know, he's probably listening to all these guys saying how amazing everyone's pick. Oh, the Clippers it's going to be Clippers and bucks in the finals, Clippers and bucks. And everyone just keeps hearing these commentaries. Like you said earlier in our, one of our pods, Matt, the, these FS ones, these cow herds, these Stephen a Smith, oh, my God, this team is the shit. Uh, like, okay, keep listening to these narratives, and you'll keep losing bats. So. Yeah, Dennis ends up going 6-5 and five today, probably breaking even when you factor in juice. So could have been a really epic day fading him with all the action he was on. But, I mean, whatever. He'll have, like you talk about, Chris, he'll have a day where he goes 3-8. and eight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or worse. I mean, I've had days in – of basketball, football, where it's it's just you know he's he's actually texting me to fade him because he's on such a bad streak. He knows that it's dog shit. So, but I say, yeah, uh, I already am. Well, NHL is going to go one and one. We got our Vancouver Canucks tried to get a little sneaky dog in here. Game one surprise, getting absolutely waxed five nothing right now by those fucking Vegas Golden Knights. I hate them uh baseball Chris two and two I mean oh my god talk what's your experience like watching a Phillies game oh man I was watching the end of it and of course Sunday Night Baseball puts on there that they have the worst bullpen in the MLB I think they're like 26th in every category ERA you name it runs allowed home runs allowed and uh so I just said well here we go again and uh Hembry actually pitched like two scoreless like two gems and then of course they said well he's not going to keep going they've got to bring in someone else 
and they do. And uh, that ninth inning got really hairy there, and we got a lucky play at the plate. They threw out, uh, I think it was, uh, what's his name, Dansby Swanson at the plate. You know, oh. He got a knee to the head, take that. And uh, so we, we got on the right side. But, you know, like you said earlier, Matt, and that's why we picked those out because uh, everybody and their mom was probably thinking Braves got to do it and finish them off. And uh, that bullpen sucks. And, uh, wow, all I got to do is, you know, get minus 105 or even money with the Braves, take it and run, and not so fast. So that was a good one. Kmart, you're – you had to be just beside yourself when you saw the Phillies being played again today. Uh, Chris doesn't give up on them easily. They're taking years off our life, but it's like watching a golfer with a three-shot lead with three holes to go, go bogey, bogey, and just limp to the finish. But they finally got it done for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got it done. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch these line movements, these these different things that I'm picking up that you guys are on and just kind of seeing what you're seeing and, and, you know, why it's a good bet. Why? I mean, I think I said it earlier. Hey guys, we should, uh, we should bet the Indians minus two sixty. They're a lock, right? You know, obviously it's a joke, you know, and we should fade it. And what happens? They, they lose seven, four. And if we would have played that dog, it was plus two twenty. So, I mean, it's just, it's even just stupid shit takes like that. Cause we hear it every day. I mean, you guys were just talking, I mean, every time I put on FSN one, I mean, now they have on the left side of the screen, you know, just, you know, the, the betting analysis and everything with the lines and the line moves, the spread. So it's, it's just kind of funny um, how people just try to take that, that easy win just so they can be like, Oh, well, I'm sure no, but you know, when you're taking minus 300 faves, that's just kind of chicken shit to begin with. Absolutely. And Chris, last thing on baseball, we got it with the Phillies, but the angels, man, blowing a four, two lead and we lose another one in the ninth inning or extras. Amazing, huh? Yeah. A lot of close ones. You, you feel bad. Some of these, you know, we used to say, when we were younger, man, I'd almost just rather lose by 50. That way I don't get heartbroken like this. And, uh, you know, but uh, you like your team to be in it. You know, a lot of these poopy dogs are, are hanging there, which, which shows that there, there's value on them. And we'll look and we'll adjust and we'll see if some of the bigger ones have value at taking that run and a half. That way we're, you know, you, the, the return is less, but at least you're getting winners. And so we'll, we'll see that and we'll, uh, value if take keep money lining like we're doing is going to pay off in the long run like it has already for us this year yeah our fade you researchers are on that we're, we're looking into what do we talk about plus 200 or better dogs on the money line versus the run line we're going to see kind of keep an eye on that this yeah and see how that anything that gives you a run and out i'd say not laying more than about a buck 20 on the run line that way you're uh you know you can get the benefit you're not going to pay a ton of juice if it loses but if they do lose by one you're your cash the ticket. There you go. All right, quick break. We're going to talk about Anchor, and then we're going to come back and just talk about, you know, we started posting plays almost a month ago and sort of where we're at units-wise and our philosophy and what we're learning and what we can teach some of the listeners who are new and just trying to make a, make a little bit of profit. So Anchor is the site that we use to create the podcast. It's amazing, and we're going to tell you about it here and come right back. Okay, we're back, and it is winding down here in August. We've got just about a week left in the month, and 
Chris, one thing we talk about is we have days like today where we're probably, I don't know, eight and eight posted plays, something like that. We won one and one in hockey, two and two in baseball. Fade Den was five and six. So we're roughly, you know, it's not one of our better days, but the whole thinking is that our not so good days are not going to kill your bankroll. So talk about sort of our strategy and our philosophy and what we're doing to keep people from really getting down big. Yeah. If you don't follow us on our Twitter yet at fade you sports with a U, um, I don't know why you haven't cause you'd be uh, winning a lot of units. We have our record pinned there for you as proof. And uh, you know, we have some rough days and, you know, we have it all documented, you know, some of the days we have a great return and some we, we give away, but, we're never going to, you know, go ahead. I mean, you can look back, like Matt said, we have the whole month documented and there's not one time where we give you like a 20 stretch, like, sorry, Mikey, I know you're good since February, 2019, Mike Palm, we look down 70 units or something in a month. We just don't do it. We don't lay minus 150 regularly. We're not laying minus 200 unless Matt Harvey's on the mound. And that was an easy winner. So you're welcome. <laughs> that was the only <laughs> but, time. <laughs> yeah. We make exceptions for stuff like that, but yeah, we just don't do it. So, you know, when we're going two and two, otherwise, you know, people giving you two and two and you're laying 200, now you're down units, but when Fade you gives it to you, you're, you're even. And, you know, then we, the two days ago, we had a four and one day or something. So the evens are going to be fine when you're, you're cashing on those positives. So, but that's what we do. Like we, we, like we said earlier, Matt, I think we talked about on an earlier pod, we're minimizing the risk you're going to get on bad days. And we're trying to maximize those wins on our good days, which is, which is a good strategy. And Kmart, you, you were talking about a couple minutes ago on FS1 and stupid betting shows like that. And, you know, there's a, there's so many Twitter handicappers that are given out. Oh, I got this max parlay Dodgers Indians. Let's go. Let's get it. Fire, fire, fire emoji. And <laughs> you're, you know, it's just, it's horseshit. Like you're not going to win long-term doing that. You look at, let me take the two biggest favorites of the day and parlay them. And I'll blast that out to Twitter. So every fucking square can follow me. And that's just not going to win long-term. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, I mean, if even, even with the games today, I mean, Clippers lose outright um, early back last week, the Bucks lose their first game. I mean, we discussed it at that time. So many people probably had that in some square ass money line parlay. Sure. If you did it for game two, it hit with them and the Lakers. But I mean, still, if you're betting a hundred bucks, you're winning like $45 on that shit. Cause of, because of the juice, it's like, it's not fucking worth it. I mean, to have two outcomes or these super teasers where you pick three teams to, you know, get a seven point advantage, but you're still laying minus minus one twenty. Like it's, it's just not a smart long-term bet. Sure. You can get hot and win five of them, but shit, when you lose one, I mean, you're already losing, you're already losing all the profits. Um, and that's truly what we try to minimize here. Um, I mean, Chris likes the word malleable. I mean, we'll do it. We'll lay those two hundreds. I mean, I, I can't sometimes pass up minus 150s if I like the matchup myself but you know long term I mean you're gonna see a lot of evens a lot of pluses um 
lot of basketball, football. I mean, we'll take we'll take outright dog money lines. Kind of like yesterday, I took OKC. Kind of looked out on that. Um, but I mean, it's just you have to in order to minimize your risk. Like Chris was saying, I mean, you can't you can't be betting a hundred on this, three hundred on this. You just got to be whatever it is, hundred, 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 hundred. You can't you can't fluctuate. Otherwise, you're gonna fucking lose in the long term. Yeah, Chris, jump in there. I mean, you can't hit enough. If you're betting the big favorites lay in 180 consistently or, or two team parlays with it, you just can't hit enough of those to be profitable long term. No, yeah, I'm sure a lot of uh, people had, you know, we were about a little freaking cunt hair away from taking the Pirates again to sweep the Brewers. They were, I think, minus 190 ish in that range today. I'm sure a lot of cappers that are money easy money lock of the lock parlays through the brewers in there because they couldn't possibly be swept not so fast so yeah i mean like like kmart said you've got it when you're laying that kind of juice like you've got to now if you lose a minus 200 you've got to now go win three in a row to now be profitable after your minus 200 loss i mean it's hard enough to go 50 50 60 percent in this let alone win three in a row and go 75% with your pick. So, I mean, it's just just avoid doing it because then you've got to find a streak and then you find yourself chasing it in a hole. And we don't want to be in holes here. We're trying to be, you know, positive. Exactly. Let's do one more thing on baseball, Chris. I'm looking at uh, Dave Tooley. He's at View from Vegas on Twitter, and he does a good job recapping – how favorites did each day, how underdogs did each day. I'm seeing MLB home teams went 11 and three today and they're up about 20 games on the season, 213 to 192 home teams went 22 and five over the weekend in baseball this weekend. Is there anything to that or is that just coincidence? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, maybe right now, I mean, you got to think maybe these teams that are going, cross country or something like that but I'm seeing a lot of teams that are playing in their division right now you know tomorrow you got Blue Jays and Rays in division Marlins and Nats have been playing in division Twins and Indians in division I mean you got a lot of these guys that aren't traveling too far you know the Dodgers hosting Colorado so you know Giants and Diamondbacks everyone's staying kind of close I don't I think that's something again I think people are going to see that and maybe jump on but when you've seen a news flash like that from anybody ESPN or Twitter a lot of times you've missed the boat on those unless you're some kind of god who's saying I'm just going to hammer you know the home teams this weekend and go 22 and 3 if you want to do it now I wouldn't do it I mean Rays are laying 200 tomorrow if you want to take that home team go ahead and all the home teams are all laying so uh you know, good luck with all that, trying to do that. You know, St. Louis is laying 182 tomorrow. If you want to lay almost $2 with the Cardinals, you want to lay 155 with the Astros, you know, or, or 162 with the Diamondbacks tomorrow, and then go ahead. Um, but uh, I'd rather take a chance on cashing on dogs because we know stuff like that regresses. So, Kmart, could you see a scenario where – you know, it's only a 60 game season, but teams are going to fall out of wild card races and playoff races. Some of the, the basement dwellers, could you see a scenario where teams sort of give up on the season? Not right now, obviously, but maybe later as you get into towards the end of September and maybe there is something to that 
teams on the road are going to struggle to find the motivation to keep going. And I'd say it'd probably be more around mid-September because we're already at the halfway point. Dodgers are 22-8. and eight. Um, I, I, Man, to go off topic, I wish we could just have a clip of my dumbass 11 days ago when I said this is this is the time the Dodgers are going to pull out that room. They sweep the Angels, go three out of four against uh, the Mariners, sweep uh, the Rockies in their first series this season. And, man, they're looking good. They're finally starting to click, hitting, pitching. Bellinger finally over 200. But, um, yeah, I mean, probably around 45 games you're going to see these bottom dwellers. Um, they're probably going to be looking <laughs> – looking up just saying oh all right let's just get through this at least there's only a 60 game season um it just, to me it would just kind of depend on contracts for people but you could definitely see um i mean kind of like what we saw in the nba bubble just some teams kind of kind of there but not actually there i mean we we all had those moments when we had to go to school you're there uh, physically but not mentally and that that could be uh, the case for, you know, handful plus of these clubs. And Chris, I guess the counter to that would be, let's see if it's priced into the line. Yeah, for sure. You're going to get, you know, inflated lines and everyone's going to say, Oh, uh, just like, you know, during the NBA bubble, this team has nothing to play for. You know, you got to take the team that's going to play for us playoff spot or something like that. And same with football, you see it. So, yeah. You know, teams that are maybe minus 150 might end up being minus 160 or 70. So you're going to pay the pay the price on it. And we'll keep an eye on that. And, uh, you know, Kmart's good at finding value. And, uh, you know, we'll stay sharp. And we'll, we're not going to give out any inflated, you know, favorites like that. Something to look forward to. And, and, we're, and we're calling you out, Boston Red Sox, LA Angels, <laughs> and the Pittsburgh Pirates. You are the bottom dwellers, so we're going to be watching out for you and seeing if you pack it up. Something to look forward to as we get into September here in a few weeks. And speaking of looking forward to things, let's look ahead to tomorrow. Kmart, our pacer, we've been on the pacers every game, and they just can't catch a break. I know. Nate McMillan was bitching and moaning about the heat putting up 57 free throws in game three. I mean, this is all the way to, to heat minus six and a half tomorrow. What do you think of that kid? Do you dare go back to the Pacers? And what else are you looking at tomorrow? God, man, I don't know. Uh, I mean, to Nate McMillan is a hack. I hope this guy gets fired. I mean, these <laughs> second half adjustments are just absolute dog shit. Um, I mean, it got a little better yesterday for the Pacers, but I just don't understand how you allow a team to hit 11 threes in the first half. And then essentially on their first possession, your defender still goes under a fucking ball screen and lets the Miami shooter shoot a wide open three to extend their lead. Great comeback by them. Great effort, great intensity. Um, I mean, these are professionals. I don't think we saw the fight with uh, the Sixers because they obviously have it's more of a matchup with them in Boston than it is with the Nets. They're just truly outmanned, uh, outclassed with uh, the Raptors. I don't think the Pacers want to get swept. I mean, that line is inflated. I mean, I, I'm probably going to play it because, again, like I still – it's so square, but I can't see them getting swept. Maybe it's rigged and, you know, the, the bubble, they're just trying to get rid of uh, players. So the season can finish who the hell knows. Um, but yeah, 
they've really yet to play a complete game. I'm just waiting for them to just come out firing. But it seems other than that first game, they're just always playing from behind or just move your feet on defense. Move your damn feet. Like, it's not that hard. Move your feet, communicate, and stop going under a fucking ball screen. My God. Um, To get away from that game, Lakers, if you watched that game last night, they played like shit. Um, they still somehow covered. So I'm actually going to take the Lakers to cover. Um, I don't, they shot an enormous amount of free throws and missed. Oh, they I missed don't know, 10 in the first like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. LeBron hilarious. I mean, uh, Kobe could shoot with his left hand and, and have made more than LeBron yesterday. I mean, just totally unacceptable. Um, Anthony Davis, I think he was seven for 14, just, just not acceptable for a playoff game. Um, some threes are finally starting to go down, but, uh, you know, I'm still kind of waiting for that offense to click. I've yet to be impressed in, uh, their first three games, even with that blowout in game two, that was more of a defensive effort in my opinion. So I'm looking for the Lakers to cover in another big way tomorrow and just put the stranglehold on the series because, you know, potentially if uh, OKC can tie that tie that series up at two with Houston, I'm staring at OKC again. You know, we got uh, Gilchrist, you know, kind of starting to come together. That offense, we're all saying, where are they going to score? Um, you know, starting to look a little better. Uh, Dort playing good D on uh, Houston. Neither team is really shooting a three ball that well. So I'm kind of looking for could be off on this. Maybe Houston just goes – full idiot tomorrow and it's just over from the start but uh I do like OKC's defense to keep that close if they can get hot at some point to uh win that game again but um I'll go back to my original point I think the Lakers are just going to want to get some rest get out of that series not do what the Clippers are doing let a let a team in it um stay in it have that confidence and just buckle down um I know it's not an elimination series, but I'm I'm staying away from the Bucks. Um, double digit dog with with the Magic. I just they're just outclassed. I mean, we saw we saw we can see just without Isaac with the Magic, they just don't really have an answer for Giannis. I mean, maybe maybe we get lucky and they get they get that extra point for the back door tomorrow, but I just don't want to fuck with it. Um, I'm just gonna run away and hide. But uh, looks like I'm taking uh, two dogs and a fave tomorrow. Chris, you see any value? Maybe with total, I think the overs went three and one today. Any value on totals? Any value on sides tomorrow in the NBA playoffs? Uh, I side with uh, with Kmart. I just I can't believe some of you. I mean, I was at your house the other day watching the Thunder game, and you heard me commenting on this coaching and how these people are are just they're supposed to be professionals and they're just being lazy and uh, I mean we saw that with Kawhi even today he was guarding Luca and he switched off a screen when he could have if he wanted it bad enough stepped over the screen and guarded him um, instead of a smaller guy then Luca drains it over his face you know came all over it so you know that's what happens uh, if you're going to be lazy and you don't expect it from a team and a, a guy one of the best defenders in the league like Kawhi but you know we're gonna we'll see that Miami line is creeping up I think it opened game one at four they haven't moved it up much even though they've you know covered every one that magic line you know 13 and a half they left it there where the bucks keep covering two games in a row so I'll see one of the ones I might do is like Kmart said the Lakers playing like shit missing 
free throws after free throw yesterday, and it still got even. And they had a horrible fourth quarter, and it still got to 224. I might finally pull the trigger on that over. I can see the Lakers just coming, doing a whopping 130 to 110 or something, just flying over tomorrow. Finally, with that Trailblazers, they're just, you know, they're down and out after two losses. That that uh, defense is going to get smashed. So that's what I'm looking at right now. And like Kmart said, I'll probably take a look at the Thunder again, catching three and a half. I'm surprised it's it's there. You'd think it'd go down a little bit. They left it up. I might uh, – Chris Paul's fired up to go ahead and uh, take out the Rockets. Chris, are you looking ahead to any baseball tomorrow? It looks like Monday is a travel day for a few teams. I think it was this way last week as well. Not as many games on the slate tomorrow, but do you see anything that you like sniffing out some of this shit? Yeah, a couple as a chief poopy officer. I'm going to probably look at a few. I see the Rays are laying a huge number, minus 200. You got Snell on the mound. We usually like to ride Snell, but um, when he's laying that much against a division dog and um, Roark has played a little, pitched a little bit better. Um, it's a, it's a dog with the high total shout out to Josh Applebaum. We'll, uh, well, not a high total, but eight, eight. And, uh, we'll see public's all over. I checked it already. They're all over the rays. I could see the blue Jays hanging close. We'll see if we want to give out the followers uh, a plus one and a half on that one. If the value is there, I think I mentioned to you guys earlier, a real big poopy line, the Cubs seven games up over oh. 500 against the Tigers that are four games under 500 and the Cubs I'm seeing minus 139 like okay that's free money right yeah go ahead Dennis take that one see how it works out and uh, the athletics too 20 and 9 going to going down to the Texas uh the big state and uh playing the Rangers 10 and 17 and my boy Lance Lynn is on the mound we might have to ride that Lynn cock again tomorrow as they're catching a small plus money. And uh, I was lean, I'm going to lean. I mean, the angels have been pretty good to us as dogs. Um, you know, they're one and two in their last three. We did cash on the one they did win. Um, but I uh, just kind of smells because 15 and 12 Astros against a team like angels that are nine, 11 games under 500 and they're only catching plus 140 ish. So I know everyone's going to probably – everyone and their mom's going to put the Astros in a parlay, especially because that Framber Valdez guy has pitched pretty decently this year. Well, Trout's in the house. We'll see if he can go yard on him. Another dog to maybe look at. We've been on the Royals a lot. Uh, Keller has just pitched awesome this season. And maybe he's due for a bad one. But, you know, you're going to get the Royals at some nice plus money tomorrow. St. Louis is minus 180. So – Keller yeah, Cox. Yeah, we mentioned that earlier. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that just seems inflated. I don't think I've seen the Cardinals lay 180 um, ever this year. I mean, they've, they're usually dogs. I mean, you look at them, they've got about a 500 record. They're usually right around 115. I don't know about why the big – I mean, Flaherty hasn't been – I mean, he's got a three RA, but he's been – he allowed two earned to the, to the Pirates two games ago. So, yeah, Keller's solid. Uh, oh, my God. Does Keller have a zero ERA? It's Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. And you're getting plus 160 or something? Yeah, we're going to have to take a flyer on that for sure. Kmart, you got anything else before we call it a day? 
Yeah, you know, uh, kind of why we're on this call, I was looking at some of these lines courtesy of uh, covers.com. And, um, you know, one that Chris didn't mention, I was kind of looking at uh, the Miami Marlins, my darling. Um, that one looks a little little off to me. I uh, did notice the Tigers line, as Chris men mentioned, so I, I like that. I noticed the Angels as well, but after getting dogged on that today, it's kind of tough. Um, but, you know, that does smell a little bit. And then more of a gut play. It's not really stinky, if you will, but uh, I'm kind of feeling the Twins over the Indians. Um, it's kind of 50-50, more like 55-45, but uh, Kenta Maeda is on the mound for the Twins. I have a crush on that guy from Algeria <laughs> for the Dodgers, so I know what he can do. Um, so that's one that I'm kind of I'm going to kind of look at, and I want to look at a few things before I uh, recommend a play on it. I like it. I like the yeah Marlins there, uh, dog division dog with a higher total nine and a half. And you're right, and that pitcher for them Voth hasn't been anything special for uh, the Nats, and I don't know why they're laying juice. And Pablo Lopez has been uh, really good for the Marlins, so that's a good point there. And the Marlins just got clowned today, nine to three. So absolutely, yeah, good to kind of buy low on them. Maybe a depressed value. Uh, last thing on this one, and then Chris, I think you're going to agree with me on this, but uh, really interesting game one tomorrow in the NHL, the Islanders and the Flyers. Uh, the Islanders just had a pretty, they actually a pretty easy series against Washington who fired their coach today because they look so bad against mm -hmm. the Islanders. The Flyers are kind of a weird fluky top seed in the East because of the way they did the seeding with the round Robin and the Islanders are just getting all kinds of love from experts and people predicting them thinking the Flyers aren't a great one seed. And so the Islanders, you got a really trendy underdog in game one tomorrow and uh, Philadelphia and their goalie Carter Hart are going to have something to say about that. But Chris B, I don't know if we're going to play the Flyers, but just be very careful jumping on that bandwagon trendy dog. For sure. Yeah, you always have to be careful that everyone's seeing Islanders knock off a Ovechkin team and they're going to want to go find the value. I mean, it, it, luckily, they're not, there's not that much value there taking the Islanders. I mean, what are they, probably minus 105 or yeah. plus 105 or something. So, yeah, yeah they might think. Dog. Yeah, so Flyers might be a, a little steal there to, to take game one. So we'll keep an eye on that and see, uh, see how it goes. It starts 4 o'clock Pacific tomorrow. There you go. Listeners, we got you. We will help make you money. We will not put you deep in the hole. And I think that's a wrap for today. So for Kmart, for Chris, we'll say good night. Good day if you're listening on Monday, and we'll catch you guys next time. Mm -hmm.